0: Hey, Nora. Hey, Sandy. How
1: is your weekend going?
0: Well, it has been April Fool's, which falling on a Saturday is a whole lot of fun.
1: Oh, yeah? What did you do?
0: Well, I'm not sure if you know this. Some of the listeners might know this, but in Quebec, on April Fool's, kids cut out pictures of fish. And all they do all day is try to get fish taped to your back.
1: Okay, so I learned this literally yesterday about France because I follow this account on Instagram of this guy who like makes fun of language anyway um one of the things that he was making fun of was how um April Fool's in France is called like the day of or April's fish or something like that and he and anyway mm-hmm. It was explained in this Instagram video. It was funny, but I was also like, huh, why? Which was the point of his Instagram video it was like, why? Why would this be happening? <laughs> but it was also quite funny.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Poisson d'Arville. And uh, I <laughs> went to bed and uh, the big uh, the big statement piece was um, a huge X out of toilet paper in the bathroom mirror for some reason. And so I was like,
1: cool, cool. April Fool's, so I'm great. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Uh, this weekend was the first weekend in a very long time where the sun is out. It's nice and warm outside, so I spent a lot of time in the park, and it was great. Can't complain about that. mm That sounds awesome. It was awesome. And also, I'm feeling really, really great because the budget came out this week, and I know that... My pockets are feeling so much better after hearing about all the amazing things that the Canadian government is doing for me. (laughs) I think we should talk about that for 50 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we should definitely talk about that for 50 minutes that you can walk me off whatever cliff I've ended up on. (laughs) (laughs) If that was truly my feeling, could you imagine Could you imagine if I truly felt that way? I'd be flying to LA yesterday
0: to see if you're okay.
1: (laughs) Yes, this week was the budget, dear listeners. So we will talk about the budget this week. Um, But before we get into what we're even going to talk about this week, I'm sure we've got some people to thank.
0: Yes, we have a couple of people for sure to thank. Uh, So again, remember, we rely on you to share our stuff. And so sharing our stuff commenting on it. It's awesome. It's great. Thank you for that. But we also rely on folks to financially support the podcast too. And so this week, thanks especially to everybody who donated for the first time or who changed their donation, especially Katie, Melissa, and Maddie. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it.
1: Hey, thanks. And to all of you who are now following us on the ultra subversive or, well, at least the most subversive of all the social medias uh, (laughs) currently, which is TikTok. Thank you very much. We see you. We see your engagement. We're really happy about it. Uh, Even if we're not the most excited (laughs) about using social media for this, we're like excited to interact with you. So that's great. Thanks for following us. And if you haven't yet and you're on TikTok, follow us. Take a look at um, the little clips that we're putting on there. And if you have any suggestions about how we could be um, interacting with you folks better on social, let us know. Totally. And also, I'm not sure if folks have noticed, but I
0: finally figured out how to post to YouTube. Now, you might be wondering, what is with this extra social media stuff? Folks, we see the writing on the wall on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like not fun out there anymore and we can see the impact on listens frankly we can tell that people are listening to us less because they're finding us less through Twitter specifically so you're going to see videos posted TikTok and Instagram and I've been posting to LinkedIn of all places if that's a place that you are um you'll notice that my LinkedIn is pretty much only going to be standing or videos that's on purpose because I don't really use it otherwise, but you can also listen to us at YouTube. We are now finally listed as a YouTube podcast.
1: I mean, I'm obviously given Twitter a good shake as I paid for Twitter blue to maintain my blue checkmark status. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously I, I didn't it. do that. Obviously I, <laughs> obviously I didn't do that, but I was like, I, it was supposed to happen this weekend, right? Which maybe that was an April Fool's joke. I don't know. But I was just like, mm. man, take this away from me, please. I don't want people to think that I'm some <laughs> kind of loser <laughs> paying for Twitter. <laughs> Ew.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely think that now about you.
1: Uh, whatever. I never really cared about people <laughs> who thought I was a loser Anyway.
0: You know what? Before we get into the topic of the show, Sandy, I want to ask if you saw a piece of news that I think that you'll be very interested in if you have Ooh. not. Did you see the news from the University of Waterloo the past couple of days telling students what to do if CSIS comes knocking?
1: No, I didn't. I did see that you had posted about it, but I didn't click on it because I wasn't that interested. But tell me <laughs> if, it is, uh, if it is something that I should be interested in.
0: Well, I don't know if you should 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 be interested, but I like as people who severely distrust administrations, right? I think I can speak on both of our behalf. Wait, can I guess what they say? No, you're not. Well, I mean you can guess, but it's 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 nice, it's good. No. Yeah, yeah. So there's an a, there's a, a renewed focus and obsession on especially research with connections to China. And anybody who is in the research world, especially if you're in the sciences or the engineering, you likely have had wind of this, that the federal government – often talks about Chinese researchers stealing our patents or stealing our secrets or all of this kind of racist xenophobic bullshit. And if you know anyone that works in the sciences, they'll tell you that like it's it is total bullshit. Like the whole point of publishing is that it gets published publicly and anybody can look at the research and the data, attached to the research and use it like that's the global publishing market. That's how it works. And There's also a a renewed obsession with students that uh, come to Canada from China through a program called CSC. And CSC students have to go back to China, but they're paid. And so for researchers, it's amazing because it's a student that is paid by China to then study in Canada to do a PhD, which, by the way, is not a nefarious idea. It's a great idea. Canada, why the fuck don't you do that? Oh, we know why, because you don't actually want anyone to be educated. So anyway, all of this is to say, the University of Waterloo, sends out a message to all of its students saying, if CSIS comes knocking, you are under no legal obligation to speak to them. And we encourage you to say nothing to them, at least until you are in the same room as like your supervisor or an official from the university who can help you navigate what they're asking you. Wow, that's great. hmm hmm I mean, I'm surprised, frankly,
1: that they would say that. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I thought it would be something like, contact a member of the administration and we'll help you through this yeah. conversation that you should have. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, tell them
0: everything. And also, no, they literally say don't hand anything over to them. Don't talk to them. They have no right to do this. And they have no right to access any equipment that has been purchased through research grants. So that's owned by the University of Waterloo. And you need to alert, like, your principal investigator or whatever if anything like this happens, which is wow. – which is like. Yeah. As I said, like the bar for me is on the floor for expectations when it comes to university administrations. But like, congratulations, University of Waterloo. That's great. And if you are a student researcher and CSIS gets in touch with you, uh, call me. I mean, I'd love to write about that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Amazing. Um, I I kind of do think there's like one other thing that I want to mention before we get into the meat of this episode, which is the budget, which is, um, you know, what's What's been happening um with respect to people who are uh trying to cross the border and the the awful awful tragedy yes, which kind of ties into p- federal politics, yes, stuff. it absolutely does tie into to federal politics and the tragedy at aquahosney I just like you know i mm, i I guess I read some um some reporting on like how awful this whole ordeal has been for the people who live on Roxham Road. And I just like as someone who has been there, who's been to Roxham Road and um to to try to support uh Haitian migrants who uh were being targeted with, by police in 2018. The the reason why it's like <sighs> one of the one of the reasons why it becomes like this issue for people who live in the neighborhood is because of the 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 policing that's there like that's like it's people aren't crossing the border trying to you know like making a whole bunch of like here I'm right here you know like that's not um what the issue is and of course people are crossing using that border um using that road and you know, using the route that those who um, who died in that tragedy and the Saint Lawrence River, because of the Safe Third Country Agreement between the United States and Canada, which was updated uh, during uh, this in the in this last little bit in this last week, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, okay, actually, it is correct, but it's also not correct. I did hear your reporting on this on the Daily News. Ah yes
0: the The news that the Safe Third Country Agreement has been uh, enhanced, strengthened, made made more intense or more powerful this is like the exact opposite of what everybody who has a sensible take on immigration and migration has. And so for a long time, people who are like involved with migrant justice and and activism have been calling for the safe third country agreement to be scrapped. It came into the public awareness more in the last couple of years because more and more people were crossing the border triggered by, you know, erratic comments and racist policies of Donald Trump. But, you know, people had been coming before that. And as the calls were like, this is a this piece of shit legislation is making people unsafe. It's making it's pushing people outside formal points of entry because that's the only way that they can come into Canada. The federal government it gets taken to court. A federal court finds the act to be a violation of people's rights. It's now before the the Supreme Court. We don't have a, a response to this. Secretly, quietly, in April 2022, the federal government with the United States signs an agreement to make this act even more harsh to actually formally close non-official points of entry. So you cannot claim refugee status, be a migrant and cross from the United States into Canada anywhere. Not official points of entry, not unofficial points of entry. Now, what is very confusing to me, and I am not a lawyer, I don't know enough about this stuff, but people are crossing and then making successful... Asylum claims like there are there is some processing going on and some people are getting successful asylum claims, which then begs the whole question, like, what the fuck? Like, just open up the border, then allow people to make these claims from anywhere, make it safer. But this agreement was secret for a year. And then they announced it last week when Biden made his state visit to Canada. So, I mean, we've got the secrecy of the agreement. We've got making it even more difficult to cross the border. There's a, there's a third interesting factor here, which is that people are not crossing to get into Canada all the time, that there's actually a lot of back and forth, that there's people that are coming from Canada and trying to cross in the United States. And that's what was happening when these eight people died near Akwesasne In a boat, and and they are still recovering the bodies, and there's some Indian nationals, there's some Romanian nationals, and there was two children with Canadian passports. If there's any proof of how completely fucked up our borders are, two of the victims were children with Canadian passports, with the right to cross normally from Canada into the United States.
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's 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 tragic. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, what is going on with democracy? If the government can then make this secret agreement that it doesn't tell us about for uh, over a year, what is going on? Um, and then on top of that, it's like, uh, is the U.S. a safe? Country, <laughs> like for for whom, and why are we making uh, that blanket decision? Especially given what's going on in the U.S. Um, these days, uh, with people being targeted for all different kinds of reasons, uh, especially trans people, women. Um, there's a lot going on in the United States right now, and a lot of people are not safe here so I don't really understand the whole thing but you know if there's one thing that I do agree with um, that came out of that state visit it was this hilarious quote that I read that Biden said which is that Canada and the U.S. are two countries with one heart and I was like yeah yeah I was like I don't know if that was supposed to sound like Canada's like a U.S. colony, but I think that that is pretty much exactly <laughs> what it is. So, um, yeah. And also then if that's the case, another reason to just stop pretending like this border is real. Yeah. It's only real for certain people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And of course, as we have to mention, too, that these eight people died in the same week that 39 people died at a migrant detention center in Ciudad Juarez near uh, the border, Mexico to the United yes. States. Like, no, bo- like, we know borders kill. We know that this is, you know, the flow of migrants refusing to accept migrants. This is something that's been happening for many, many, many years across the Mediterranean. And Canada, the United States, they they just found this little legal, little legal kind of way to make sure that people just could not claim um, refugee status or they couldn't enter as migrants. From the largest location of human crossing, like we see what you're doing, folks. <laughs> like what the fuck, you know, Europe. Europe has wanted to put a fucking a lot of uh, a lot of parties in Europe. I shouldn't, you know, make a generalization, but there, there's a lot of political parties and a lot of governments in Europe that have wanted to put up fences to p- keep people out from their shores. And Canada, United States, were like, you know what? We're just going to consider you a, a safe third country. So, yeah, we're not going to accept this.
1: Huh. Okay, so now that we have um, uh, updated you folks on those things, let's talk about this budget. You know how I love to take a look at budgets? I always love to read what the other parties say Mm -hmm. in their headlines of how they feel about it. Uh, because I think it tells us a lot about what those parties are thinking in terms of, uh, especially in a minority government situation, what those parties are thinking in terms of potential elections coming forward, how they're thinking of uh, campaigning, um, what they see as the things that they should attack, and uh, what they see as the things that they should take credit for. So can I read you some headlines? Yes, I'd love it. Okay, so first, let's read the government's how the government is, is talking about it on their website, which I don't know. I think this is pretty funny, but maybe that's because I'm a nerd, a word nerd. But their headline is <laughs> a made in Canada plan. Strong. I mean, I would hope it's made Fucking in Canada. What are you talking about? It is indeed the Canadian budget. So, <laughs> the um, fuck? the bars, on the, uh, bar's on the floor for that one. <laughs> check okay a made in canada plan i wonder how much they paid for that what, what consulting <laughs> company gave them that okay a made in planet canada plan strong middle class do you feel inspired yet uh yes no don't worry okay. it's coming affordable economy no okay healthy future i want a healthy future yeah, I guess so. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> I just think that, that this is like the most uninspired <laughs> like, way to describe uh, a statement of political priorities. It's strong yes. middle class. Like, OK, affordable economy. What does that even mean? Like, can can an af- economy be affordable? Economy describes many things. <laughs> I guess what they're saying is that like life is more affordable. So I don't know. Maybe economy is life there. Um, I can finally buy two economies. Yay. What you've always wanted. I know we've had this discussion <laughs> um, and healthy future. Despite the fact that we're pretending the pandemic is over, don't worry. you mm. Your future full of health. Sorry. Did they say healthy presents? Because I don't think they did, Sandy. Fair enough. They didn't. But I did say that your future would be full of health. <laughs> so once <laughs> once all the people who are, are going to get fatally um, ill get fatally ill perhaps that that's when the the future the healthy future arrives Mm, right okay yeah maybe i mean also you're thinking
0: perhaps too hard about this and i bet they went to chat gpt (laughs) and were like oh no give me a federal budget title and that's what popped out can you imagine
1: that'd be great um someone should try that and let us know what you get OK, so that's what the that's what the, the government is saying. That's what the, the Liberal Party's uh, spin on this is. Would you like to hear the NDPs? <laughs> yes. OK, I actually am going to read two headlines from the NDP because um, they kind of put out two statements. Of course. Why would you want to be coherent? <laughs> so the first one.
0: I'm just assuming I'm assuming they're not co- coherent. Maybe they are. I don't know. Let's see. Okay. First
1: one. meat and the NDP so right there, that tells us, you know, um, Jugmeet's uh, running again. <laughs> uh, sorry, deli- sorry, 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 sorry,
0: sorry. You're like, it's not Jagmeet Singh. It's not leader Singh, leader Jagmeet Singh. No. <laughs> Jugmeet <laughs> sure. and the NDP. Yeah, okay, fine. Sure, Jagmeet and the NDP. <laughs> it's like a fucking... It's like a fucking band or uh, like a doo op group. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jugmeet and the NDP deliver results that will save many Canadians up to $1,700. Okay, wow,
0: great. I hope I'm in that category of many.
1: <laughs> okay, so that that's headline number one. And then headline number two are you ready? Oh, yeah. Jugmeet Singh announces upcoming Canada wide post budget tour. <laughs> Canada's NDP Jagmeet Singh. Oh, that's that's a typo. Oh, let me read that again. Come on, no. Oh, no. Ooh. Canada's NDP Jagmeet Singh will <laughs> kick off a Canada-wide tour to discuss how the NDP has been fighting and will continue to fight for Canadians. Hmm okay oh man <laughs> that's embarrassing um okay so basically the ndps uh, two statements together has me wondering if this is a liberal budget or an ndp budget and Ooh. and if they use the grammar check function on whatever they're using to write this all up on
0: yeah grammarly get in touch with these folks do them a favor <laughs> that is funny. I mean, it's coherent. That's coherent. They are taking credit for the budget. Are you? Why? 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 Why would you take credit for this budget? Like, it's cutting. It's cutting fifteen billion dollars out of the federal public service, and it's mandating three percent cuts across the board in all fucking departments. And it's uh, promised uh, up to fifty billion dollars in defense spending. And the NDP is like, yeah, yeah, we want to wear that.
1: Yeah, because of the pharmacare part of it. <laughs> pharmacare.
0: Oh, oops. oh man,
1: that didn't. Yeah, that's not. Okay, the block. Mm. K block. Uh, should I read it in French or? <laughs> no, I mean sparrows. Oh, rude. Okay, um, <laughs> budget twenty twenty three fiscal imbalance to the detriment of Quebec's interests. Classic. That, they don't even need ChatGPT. They just
0: took last year's headline.
1: No, but interestingly, their quotes are all talking about not just Justin Trudeau, but Justin Trudeau and Jugmeet Singh. Hmm. Together. That is interesting. Interesting target. It's it's interesting for a couple
0: of reasons. So like the NDP has pretty much no hope in hell in Quebec because they have never campaigned in Quebec. But they do have Alexandre boulogne and he probably would be more at risk of losing to a bloc member than any other party. Although I haven't looked at the writing for a long time, but that would be my, my hunch knowing where he is. Um, and so that's a very interesting uh, duo to try and pin blame on. Certainly the liberals will cause the block a couple of headaches. And um, and I don't think that they have much to be worried about with the with the conservatives because they're not really connecting at all. Polyever isn't connecting at all with Quebecers. And we haven't really seen much about that written in English Canada. But polls are really bad for Polyever. And he just... I don't know. I haven't heard anyone mention his name ever in at all <laughs> in my day-to-day Interesting. life. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's fascinating.
0: Yeah, and, and okay. he'll be, they'll be more fighting over – I mean the conservatives have a couple of seats, and I think that people are assuming that with the death of the provincial liberal party that the liberals will have a difficult time federally. I don't think that that's true. I think that there's enough – fidelity to the liberal brand that in some parts of the province, that's not going to be an issue. And they'll have their own machine that the provincial party doesn't have. But, um, but yeah, yeah, that's, uh, this is the block is setting itself up for um, another, another sweep of their party in the next election, whenever that happens.
1: Okay, so ready for the Greens? The The who? And their federal party, come on, Nora, have some respect <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I'm kidding i like I like fifty percent of their caucus a lot
1: <laughs> me too okay um yeah, uh so uh, this one was interesting because their website isn't fully functional, so i mean it's it's a small caucus um <laughs> but uh, I got it, I got to it. Their headline reads. Federal budget fails people and planet opens Arctic for drilling. Wow. A clear political statement. That's a amazing. Clear political statement. It is, it is super clear. It's, um, it's also really, you know, uh, par for the course. Like we know exactly the, t- the type of uh, campaigning that the Greens are going to do. Um, whatever's happening internally, we don't know, but <laughs> we know this. Um, this makes sense. And then finally, the headline that I think is the best, which not the best because I love the Conservative Party, but the best because it's just the best <laughs> headline out of all of these options um, is the Conservatives. Are you ready? Yes. Justin Trudeau's $43 billion bonanza hurts hardworking Canadians. Billion dollar bonanza. Yeah, I like it. Hurts hardworking Canadians. It's like a double alliteration. It's great, um, but it's also like a, a super clear message that is clear about who they are targeting. Um, for their part, in the rest of their uh, announcement, unlike the Quebec, uh, the Bloc Québécois, they are not mentioning the NDP at all. They don't care. because huh,
0: they know they don't need to care.
1: No, no. Um, they they have. Done a really good job of appealing to uh the working class uh elements that they are trying to appeal to, and the n d p have not done a great job, and they know that so um this is all that I guess that they need to say
0: mhm, yeah, well, let's get into some of the details then, like what about this budget does? Uh, allow the conservatives to say that they're caring about average people where the liberals and the NDP are fighting for a strong middle class I mean you know I didn't read the budget from fucking front to back but I did read the sections that I'm interested in um, I do want to point out one change that happened in the last week though I'm, I don't know if it was the budget specifically or if it was announced around the budget and I don't know if you caught this Sandy but they're getting rid of interest on student loans
1: wait they are? Is it through some sort of grant? <laughs> Is it like an interest grant or an interest tax credit? No, it,
0: like I mean, okay. So in fairness to anybody that's skeptical and knows the the liberals, like you know me and you, uh, they did the announcement comes into effect on April first. So like I kind of thought it was a joke. <laughs> But um, but Minister Carla Qualtro announced the permanent elimination of interest for Canada student loans and the Canada apprenticeship loans and the Canada student financial assistance program. I mean, that's fucking so many years of fighting and lobbying and fighting and fighting and lobbying. And, and now that the student movement is so weak, they announce it. It's so fascinating to me. And for this to not be anywhere but like us by the way this has taken effect I mean I get it was previously announced but this has budgetary impacts this would have been in the budget if I was the NDP I'd be fucking all over that as a victory piece but I haven't seen it really anywhere like even telling you this right now I was like oh I better double check because I'm not even sure if I fucking dreamed it and no it's it's here in black and white on a on a government of Canada website so that's that's a nice piece uh in this budget which is good
1: That's major. And, you know, a part of me really wonders if uh, some of the, uh, the motivation for doing that has to do with what's happening in the United States around student loans, because it's like a lot of times... Things uh, You know, two countries, one heart, Nora. A lot of times um, (laughs) (laughs) the policy changes that we see uh, in Canada often happen as a result of some sort of discussion that's happening in the United States. So I wonder if that has uh, had some sort of effects. Uh, But Mm -hmm. uh, either way, that, that is really, really great. There should not be interest on public sector loans. It doesn't make any sense. Um, that the government would be trying to make money off of the poorest students. And so that's an excellent, excellent win. I just like, part of me is really like, are we sure that this isn't going to be some sort of grant or tax credit interest program? Like what schemey thing is going to happen to make this real? But if you say it's like already coming into effect, I mean, do they have time to set up a scheme? Might this actually be real? Fascinating. I yeah, I mean I agree with
0: you that who knows um oh the interest free loan limit is from 210 to 300. So maybe it's not all loans. I don't know. It's the liberals, it's schemey. if you have experience with it yourself because you're going through these these changes like let us know um because I too am very skeptical of it and um I have been in the situation where you read x in a government announcement and find out that actually it's y. But, um, I mean, it is going to save students money, and that's great. And if I was running the NDP, which, I mean, they wouldn't let me within a fucking uh, Canadian mile of the NDP, I'd be using this to call for free education and for free tuition fees, right? Like, fucking do some politics, (laughs) folks. But anyway, (laughs) interesting good news there. It is in the budget, but it does sound like it had been previously announced. In effect on April Fool's Day, of course. Okay, so that's like all the laurels that I have for the Liberal Party and their
1: budget. Oh, what you're not excited about the new grocery rebate? <laughs> grocery rebate? Yeah, I mean, it's a like... it's a it's a rebate for your groceries. It come on, it they are spending two point five billion do- dollars in targeted relief, Nora. It is targeted. It is. It is needs based, if you will. <laughs> to to those of us who need it the most.
0: Why didn't they just hand that money to Galen West himself? Like that's where this money's gonna go. When you when you give people relief to be able to pay for food, they'll use the money to buy more food, right? And I don't recall in the uh, in the in the Western stare down, I'm thinking of like Two men staring each other down with their guns in their pockets and their spurs in the back of their boots that Singh had with Weston. I don't recall (laughs) Singh being like, we're going to subsidize your profits through a targeted grant to the people that need it. (laughs) Like, so there's no action at all, at all for the fucking state to tell grocery companies to limit their price increases or no. do something that is in their purview and not in the government's fucking purview or
1: coffers no and the, the thing that's actually quite uh that has been great about this uh promise is that i don't think that this works anymore <laughs> i think Mm. I think there was a period of time where this sort of like the government is giving me a check thing kind of worked. But I haven't seen a single interview with a single average person that you, that journalists or reporters have been doing where anyone's like, this is really great. Everyone's like, this is the dumbest shit. <laughs> like, I do not want this check from the government that does not, that isn't going to make a dent a- at all in the issues with Um, food insecurity in my life or with affordability of the rest of my life, like this doesn't make any difference. So really glad that uh, the schemes are starting to, uh, you know, uh, be more apparently Mm scheming to the average person.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And so and I also rattled off a couple of things that I'm most concerned about, like, you know, as I said, cuts to the federal federal public service and cuts to different departments and program spending. And we are all in, all in with our spending for NATO, NORAD, and other enhancements to the Canadian military. Uh, There's massive amounts of new spending that's going towards, like, intelligence gathering and beefing up the RCMP and their intelligence capacity. And it's just like, what in the fuck is this bullshit? I don't trust any of this stuff. I don't trust them. It's obviously, you know... Money is being spent that easily could be spent somewhere else. And that got very short shrift um, from journalists. And partly I think it's because I don't think that the budget announced any new spending in the military because there's been so many spending announcements in the last six months. But um, I certainly wasn't surprised by anything that I saw in there. But there was a promise to invest in the military. Uh, in, in, in a way that hasn't happened in more than 30 years. And it's like, wow, what social program has gotten that kind of investment in any time, like more money than in the last 30 years? Like everything is being oriented towards spending in the military, which is just, I mean, there's the whole like, why are we at war and why do we do these things kind of aspect, but it's also a complete black hole where money just vanishes because there's so many people that make money off of arms and arms dealing, arms manufacturing. We know that Harjit Sajjan was briefed. We know this from the Maple. I mentioned this on the Daily News, but Sajjan was briefed uh, just before he met with the Minister of Foreign Affairs in Qatar to like be excited that Qatar might be securing a deal for armored vehicles being manufactured by General Dynamics in London, Ontario. It's just like Fucking folks, like as we're fucking not able to afford stuff, as things are getting worse, as people are afraid to ride transit, as people seem to be on the brink, as like pe- like cops are getting sh- killed by people in crisis, you're going to fucking just spend money on the military. Like, why don't you just at least put it into a bucket and set, set it on fire and k- help keep some fucking cattle warm for fucking 10 minutes? That'd be a more useful way to fucking waste that money.
1: I mean, our peer countries even know that Canada spending money on the military is bullshit. That's why they left us out as that uh, that new security agreement that's just like Australia, <laughs> the UK, <laughs> the Australia, the UK, and the US. And they were like, Canada, <laughs> whatever. What? You don't know what I'm talking about. The US about. is already here. Called- The US is already here. <laughs> right? One heart. One heart. Um, the, <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, we're not going to talk about this, but look it up. <laughs> there's, there's this like new security agreement between Australia, the UK and the US called AUKUS and they like left out Canada and it's like, <laughs> what's going on there? Oh yeah. We're <laughs> just the US. Um, another part of the budget that I thought was like, really weird and another uh, place of like this sort of uh, one heart, two countries theme that I, I've i got going on here. Did you see that this the, like part of the announcement had like safeguarding access to abortion? No. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says um, there's a, a whole section on safeguarding access to abortion and other sexual and reproductive health care services. And like the first line of this part of the budget says the overturning of Roe v. Wade in the United States serves as a reminder that we must continue to do everything we can to protect Canadians access to the full spectrum of sexual and reproductive health care services, including abortion care. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and heard us talk about this topic, you know that Canadians do not have equal access to abortion care. Um, And especially if you're living in a rural community or out east, you might have a lot of trouble accessing abortion services but even more hilarious is that this budget the 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 conclusion the way that they do this safeguard guess how they do it
0: um run some comments through chat gpt and then tell tell canadians that they got nothing to worry about
1: <laughs> i'll read it to you budget 2023 proposes to provide 36 million dollars that's a very little amount of money when it comes to healthcare folks <laughs> 36 million dollars over three years, starting in 2024, 2025, sure. to Health Canada to renew the Sexual and Reproductive Health Fund. Do you know what this fund supports? I'll tell you. This fund supports community-based organizations that help make access to abortion, as well as other sexual and reproductive health care information and services more accessible for vulnerable populations. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's a that's, it's a nothing promise. Uh, just trying to, you know, uh, make good on some news from the United States that permeates uh, the Canadian psyche. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's not surprising. That's not surprising. Now, I feel like we've got to talk about the big the big plan, the plan that puts so many people who I'm friends with on Facebook and on Twitter, and who are members of the NDP or who work for the NDP, declaring. Fucking generational victory. This generation's Tommy Douglas in Jugmeet Singh and his incredible abilities to negotiate $13 billion for a new dental care program. Now, on one hand, it is possible that this will be a low income dental care program that everyone who is low income in Canada will have access to. That is possible, right? That is in the style of the cat might be in the box and it might not be in the box. And at this point, the cat is both in and outside of the box. Those two things are totally possible. Schrodinger's dental plan. It's Schrodinger's dental plan, right? On the other hand, it is also totally possible that the I don't know, history of the liberals in the last 30 fucking years and what we know about what they've done already to dental care, uh, which they said that they created a program, but they didn't. They created this like very confusing tax rebate thing where you have to like maybe get up to $600 in tax rebates. But actually everyone in Canada who is low income, all children do have access to some sort of program and they're all bureaucratic. And that's why that's not enough access, blah, blah, blah. It's possible that the $13 billion plan will also be that. (laughs) will be shit. (laughs) So um, I don't know. I had some arguments with people uh, who are frustrated that I was like so negative on on this already. And it's like, folks, I get optimism in places that are not the federal budget. And you know what? If you find optimism in the federal budget, fucking have at it. Fucking have (laughs) that glass of wine while you're reading it and enjoy. Like, don't let me fucking shit on your parade because parades are lots of fun. Even if they're, like, full of cops, which our St. Patrick's Day parade just happened, and it was all cops from, like, no. Boston and Chicago and New York. Yeah, I didn't Great. know that New York City was all white, but there you go. Or Chicago. They were all white. Every one of them was white, and they had bike pipes. Wow. But, yeah. Um, but this is a play. i mean, I, I, I think uh, that it's going to not be a real program. Um, and if I'm wrong, then you'll hear something like me announcing this uh, student interest announcement going, Whoa, wow, shit, they did it.
1: Maybe. <laughs> well uh yeah i i tend to agree with you that we should maybe trust that the liberals will continue to be exactly who the liberals have been um like come on if, if you feel a different way like i mean we i suppose we'll have to wait and see which is the actually you know an issue number one okay they knew they were going to make this promise. They yes. have been promising to make this promise. <laughs> they have promised this promise in many different ways over the years. OK. And still in this budget, we get details are coming. Like, I don't know, y'all, like whenever you hear details are coming later from the liberal party, whether it's provincial liberal party or the federal liberal party, the details are bad. They're bad. There's no reason for them to not (laughs) just let us know about those details right now. So what we've got is that uh, there's going to be dental coverage for uninsured Canadians um, with an annual family income less than $90,000. No co-pays for annual family income under $70,000. And then it says details on eligible coverage will be released later this year. I mean, if they release something this year, I mm. think that'll be like optimistic. <laughs> I just don't. It would be very Super surprising. surprising. I just don't know. I just I feel like it's a hard one to trust. Um, but of course, you know the 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 liberals are going to want to make this one of their crowning achievements, in addition to their fucking stupid grocery tax thing, and uh, the NDP are going to make it a part of uh, of their. Uh, crowning achievements from uh, their time in office. So I mean, for the NDP, I mean, that is that's quite the thing to hitch your ride to is this thing that we still don't know what any of the details will be. So fascinating uh, that you're doing that. Um, But I suspect that this is not going to be uh, as great as it should be. um, And as simple as it should be. Mm hmm.
0: No, especially because if we think about the budget cycle, like I suspect that we'll get some details in December that will allow for some sort of positive news bump just before the holidays and then nothing again, and then they'll re-announce this $13 billion next year's budget, so budget 2024, with more plans that hinge on you re-electing the Liberals. Now, this is where it doesn't make any sense for the NDP to be playing this game, because nobody is going to be like, hmm, well, I can either vote for the Liberals who did the thing, or I could vote for the NDP who sat and cheered for the Liberals to do the thing. Like that, that's literally the decision that people are going to be making if they're deciding between these two parties. And I don't see why the NDP doesn't get that. And I also don't understand why the NDP is ceding so much territory to the Conservatives. The Conservatives came out swinging against this budget. They're like, we're ripping up this budget. And when people were like, what about this dental plan? What, like, don't you think that poor people should have dental coverage? They sidestep it. And the whole thing is like, this is just uh, throwing money at the the wrong problems, blah, blah, blah. We don't support it. And what what the Conservatives have working in their favor is... Reality. At the moment, reality. (laughs) The parents that are struggling to pay for for fucking tooth extractions or braces or root canals, God forbid, root canals in children, the parents who live in places with no fluoride and their their kids' teeth are completely fucked and they have to pay for fillings all the time because the kids have decalcinated teeth— you might be hearing a little bit of my own problems right now, although I live in a province with universal free health care, free dental care for children. But if Polly ever is saying that this is a bullshit promise and an average poor parents are like, yeah, I know that I can't get the help that I need to pay for my kids or my own dental coverage. That's a rhetorical that's rhetorically similar. All right. That's 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 rhetorically similar. And in, in he's exploiting the space between the promise and the cynicism of the promise and what is reality. And so NDP and liberal people can all they want be like, oh, Polly Ever's going to be fucking terrible for these people, which he obviously will be. But he's only he's the only one talking directly to the people who right this minute have the bills in hand, knowing that they have to pay for them before the end of the year. And this is why these kinds of vague long term promises are so fucking damaging. And it's also why, you know, politics that are tied to the rhythm of the four year election cycle are so destructive, because there's no interest at all in accelerating any of this stuff in in figuring out how to do something quickly uh, and, and getting money money to people or getting the services to people instead of stringing them along and being like, well, this is the promise. And if you don't elect us, then you'll never get it.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I agree almost entirely with your prediction of how this will go, except for I do think whatever they announced just before um, the holiday, the, like, the details that were here, there's going to be something in there that isn't good enough. Uh, and I think oh, that... yeah that they will like, it's part of the plan to fix that thing that isn't good enough for the next budget, which will come just before the next election. um, That, you know, in order for them to deliver, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to vote for them. And uh, the other ridiculous thing about the the NDP strategy on this is that you can count on that being real. So What would have been a better strategy from the NDP if they wanted to claim victory on anything that has to do with this is to wait for the thing that was going to be inadequate because there's going to be something inadequate about this. There's going to be something that's shit and then use your power in a minority government situation to force changes from yeah. the plan itself because <laughs> then you can actually say this is as a result of what we've done rather than these sort of amorphous statements that, yeah, we caused this. Like, did you? They were promising this before and there's no details here. But, I mean, you know, declare victory, have a have a tour, I guess. I, I assume Justin Trudeau will be doing the same and we'll see who, who thinks – Uh, 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 how many Canadians think it was the NDP versus uh, the Liberals if they are indeed going to vote in either of these parties as a result of this dental plan that isn't happening because uh, they're going to use it for the election
0: well and it's also like it was so, it's so ridiculous too because it's like either someone who's so close to voting for the liberals are happy with what the NDP are doing and they'll choose the liberals or you're completely galvanizing people who are so fucking fed up with the liberals that they will not vote for the NDP either because they just gave them this fucking blank check to do whatever they want. Like it is – this this agreement is so – like hilariously bad, hilariously bad. It is, it makes, I laugh every time I think about how hilariously bad they were like, own us, just own us. Like we'll take anything. It's like, okay, you're going to take a fucking food, a food rebate. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take that. And we'll, 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 we'll take a promise too, just a, a promise. Uh, nothing real. Okay. Yeah, we will take that as well. And, and everything else we're just not going to do. Yeah. Okay. We'll take that too. Like it's it's a joke it's a joke and you don't build political capital you don't build support you don't build anything like it's like they, they think that they're going to fucking like oh uh, i mean how many times have i said this over the last 25 years hide under some coats and then some miracle of fucking parliamentary procedure happens and then Jagmeet Singh gets announced as the prime minister like that's the plan <laughs> i mean good luck on the tour good luck on the tour i'm i'm sure i'm sure some people will go <laughs> <laughs> come out to the events, I don't know,
1: yeah,
0: uh anyway, but that's the big I guess that's the big, big announcement. there was like you know m- new money as well for health uh funding, but not really because that the the big uh federal provincial health agreements had already been signed and announced and mm-hmm. um and otherwise, the devil's in the details I mean, Sandy, did you see that they're announcing two billion trees to be planted by twenty thirty <laughs>
1: Wait, what year is it? Yeah, right. I so feel like that I've heard this two... somewhere before. <laughs> that is
0: two billion trees net—the amount of trees that have been built since the first time that was announced in 2019. Do you know how many trees been built, have been uh, have been planted since 2019?
1: I mean, ah, since 2019. I mean, that was one cycle of promise. It must be at least a billion trees, surely. <laughs> Well, and
0: let's everybody remember that a billion is a fucking large number. We we don't think of it as being that big because it's just a bunch of extra zeros, but those zeros have fucking meaning. So since 2019, when this announcement of two billion trees was made, and I mean, we can even talk about the merit of that announcement in the first place and monoculture and all, blah, 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 blah. But, um, no, 30, 30, uh, 30, million, 30 million trees have been planted so far.
1: <laughs> oh, great. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I would just not put that in the budget. I would just quietly not remind people about it and then just have uh, quiet uh, tree planting happening. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Fuck. Uh, that's, um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, sorry, the promise itself was ridiculous in <laughs> the first place. Why are they still harping on this? Is is it helpful to them at all? What polling <laughs> is telling them that this is the thing? This is the thing that people want to hear from, from the government that's outrageous <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's penance it's their like this is a very catholic government right so it's penance for the arctic dr- oh, drilling great. You every fucking billion tree is more arctic b- drilling so two billion trees is that much more arctic uh, drilling <laughs> go say your hail marys over there on the bench <sighs> and uh, you will be uh, forgiven for your sins oh my god okay great yeah yeah I got I got nothing else on the budget. I mean I'm, I'm sure I have other things, but I, I feel like um that, that pretty much does the does the tour for me.
1: Yeah, I don't know that there's anything uh, really worth talking about, and I, I think that that's because in part because because of this agreement with the NDP, it means that the that the Liberals can like just rest on their laurels, and so and that's what they're doing. Why wouldn't they do anything else? So here we are. It's clear from all of the statements that have come out, like that the party to watch is the Conservative Party, and we know this, of course. Like they're the ones who are are literally planning and putting. Um, Uh, some good effort behind um, their plans for an upcoming election and for trying to appeal to their typical base, but also outside of their typical base. And you can see it. You can see the strategy and you can kind of see how it's working too. So, you know, I don't know. Um, That's not great. Uh, I hope things change uh, in the coming months, Uh, but I have no... um, uh no like you know that hope i i don't think that that's real <laughs> i don't think that that'll actually materialize so um that's the budget <laughs> <laughs>